Welcome to this area today. Um, well, I'm pretty excited. Um, this is our 15th episode. I'm going to be reading The Four Fingered Man. Um, yeah, have fun. This podcast means a lot to me. I hope you like it. Four-Fingered Man, Chapter 2. Arg! Metal crashed to the ground, followed by the sound of shattering glass. There was a moment's silence, and then Dad called out, I'm okay! Amelia and James looked at each other. James rolled his eyes. Amelia yawned hugely. She thought she'd been exhausted yesterday, but that was nothing compared to how she felt after her first night sleeping in the hotel. Or not sleeping. She'd had to drag herself down to breakfast in the staff room, a cozy, almost normal-looking room off the hotel's huge kitchen. It was the only room Amelia had seen so far that wasn't either enormous, the kitchen, the ballroom, the library, or crammed full of shabby antiques and half-ruined heirlooms, the dining room, the lounge, the main bedrooms, or both. Sitting with James, eating cereal around the ordinary pine table from their old kitchen, Amelia could pretend she was at home, except for the plates and plates of food crowding out the cereal bowls, that is. Bumping up against each other were were dishes of gray, watery, scrambled eggs, fried eggs with bits of shell cooked into the whites, French toast that was amazingly burnt and raw at the same time, greasy bacon strips. Amelia shuddered and turned back to her cornflakes. She didn't want to hurt Dad's feelings, but it was too early in the day for her to deal with his breakfast menu experiment. There's another shriek from the kitchen and the gush of a fire extinguisher discharging. Amelia paused with her spoon in midair. The smoke alarms began to screech. Well, at least we know something works, said Amelia, covering her ears. Whose idea was it for Dad to be the cook? James sighed, poking wirely at a blueberry muffin with liquid batter oozing out from the holes. (laughs) The alarms cut off, and Amelia put her hands down. Not mine, she said. I always thought he was supposed to be really good at his old job. I don't know why he thought this would be better. James nodded. I asked Mom and Mom if Dad had been fired, and that's and that's why we had to come here. Amelia's Amelia's eyes widened. She'd been so sure that this move from the city had been about James. It hadn't occurred to her that 
there might be another reason. Dad was fired? Mom said no. Actually, she's, actually she said this is a kind of promotion for Dad. Amelia stared at him. That made no sense at all. Dad was a scientist. He worked in a government lab with gigantic computers and telescopes and machines that studied outer space and dozens of assistants who talked about ideas so insanely complicated that it was like they were speaking in another language. So how did moving out of out to the edge of nowhere and burning eggs for for a living make sense as a promotion? Mom burst in through the door. What's happening? Fire? James just pointed towards the door on the other side of the room. Dad. Mom sighed. Amelia couldn't tell if the if it was relief or exasperation. Scott, she called. Do you need any help? Dad Dad pops his head around the kitchen door. I'm fine, he waved happily. A dish towel was wrapped around his head and Amelia saw that it was blotched with blood. Just learning the ropes. Mom raised her eyebrows and followed Dad into the kitchen. Come on then, tell me what you've done to your hand. Amelia <laughs> looked at James. Definitely, definitely wasn't a promotion for Mom. For Mom, James shook his head in agreement. Mom had, Mom had had to quit her job as a diplomat to come here, and she loved being a diplomat. There was another strange noise. This time, a low groaning buzz that came from the front of the hotel. Mom, Mom pokes her head out, puzzled. What was that? Oh, her face cleared. The doorbell. It must need a new battery. After Tom's comment the day before, Amelia had been worried the hotel had no electricity at all. She'd been dreading silently, of course, no need to tell anyone. A night in a deserted hotel with only candlelight, but it turned out the electricity was running fine. Simple things worked, like like the lights. Well, simple things like the lights and hot water and the toaster worked without a hitch. Um, but just as Tom had warned, anything more complicated, a, cr- a computer, a microwave, even a bedside clock, seemed to act very weirdly. James had tried all night to text his friends, testing different locations around the hotel, going out on the grounds, even climbing onto the roof, but in the end, he'd given up. Mom walked out to the lobby, and there was an ominous creak as she opened the main doors to the hotel. Amelia stayed where she was. She had enough new things to think about without seeing who was at the door. Five seconds later, though, a boy about her age exploded through the staff room door bellowing whoa this place is awesome james just stared at him like he was way too cool and grown up to respond but amelia couldn't help grinning charlie called a voice from outside slow down where are you mom kate mom came back into the staff room with another woman just just as dad wandered out of the kitchen somehow his trousers were now wet to the knees and he had flour in his hair when he saw the boy and his mom, he smiled cheerfully. Hello, you caught me making bread, Scott, said mom. This is Mary Floros and her son, Charlie. She turned to Amelia and James. Mary's going to be helping us around the hotel. Hey, Charlie sat himself down next to Amelia, and before she could warn him, he took a cinnamon roll. He bit into it, crink- 
He bit into it, crinkled up his nose in surprise, and then shrugged and kept chewing. The adults wandered off to Mom's office to talk business. Hi, said Hi, said Amelia quietly. I'm Amelia, and this is James. Said Charlie. Said Charlie, muffled by the half a roll in his mouth. Yeah, I know. Mom told me. He grabbed her arm, swallowed hard, and said, "I can't believe he's real." Who? Said Amelia. James? No. Charlie snorted. The caretaker, the old guy with the eye patch. We passed him on the driveway. Oh man, I thought he was just a story. That's Tom. Said Amelia. I know, said Charlie. Well, I mean, if that's even his real name. Did you see his hand? Amelia asked, making a face. He's missing finger. Creepy. So creepy. Charlie sighed happily. Charlie sighed happily. I can't believe you get to live here. Have you explored everything yet? He gave up on the cinnamon roll and dropped it in, into a bowl of oatmeal. No, we've only been here a day. We picked up. We picked our rooms, unpacked the car, and then the trucks arrived with all our boxes and... So let's go, Charlie interrupting, standing up suddenly. I saw a bunch of hedges out there. I bet they're an old maze. I love mazes. I mean, I've never been in one, but I bet I love them. James grunted. Good idea. Get out of the house for a while. Amelia spotted the look on his brother's face. She could always tell when he was up to something. And she was pretty, and this time she was pretty sure she knew what. James wanted to lurk around the house and see what Lady Naomi looked like. Ooh boy. Back home, James had fallen in love with plenty of girls just by looking at them. As far as Amelia knew, though, this was the first time he'd fallen in love with a girl just from the sound of her name. You know, Amelia said quietly to her brother, Lady Naomi could turn out to be a hundred years old with warts. Lady who? said Charlie. James glowered at them both. Amelia got up from the table. Hey, how about that maze, Charlie? Yeah, Charlie was already bounding to the door. To the door. See ya, James. Amelia Amelia laughed as she ran after him. Charlie seemed kind of nuts, but he was definitely going to be fun to have around. Maybe she wouldn't feel quite so worried or spooked by the hotel with him charging around the place. They ran together through the lobby, and for the first time since they arrived, the booming e- echo of footsteps in the empty space didn't feel lonely. They were just sprinting at full pelt through the doors, about to leap off the top step of the Verdana to the drive way below when Charlie's mom let out a piercing whistle. Charlie stopped dead. Oh man. Amelia saw all three parents walk, wander out of the hotel. Time to go, Charlie, his mom called. called. But we only just got here and we don't start until tomorrow, so why don't we give Amelia and her family some time to themselves? But Charlie I'll, be, Charlie, I'll be working here every day of the week, and you'll be coming here every day after school with Amelia, but that won't start until tomorrow. Charlie heaved a sigh. Okay, see you in class tomorrow, Amelia. How do you know we'll be in the same class? What do you mean? Said Charlie, of course we'll be in the same class. You'll see. That's all for now. Um, we have a new section, I think, 
Um, I don't know if we'll carry on with it, but at least we have it in this episode. Um, it's a section where we have words that we like, well, that we like and think is cool. Today, the word is umpteenth. Um, it it's kind of an exaggeration. It's just used to describe a big amount. Umpteenth, everyone. Bye. And that's our show. If you liked this episode of Serrated Edge, please subscribe wherever you listen. Um, if you would like to support Serrated Edge, you can subscribe. Um, or tell a friend about us, make a poster, send in a recording so we could feature it on an episode. Who knows? Uh, this episode was produced, as always, by Gavin Snyder and narrated by Gavin Snyder. I'm Gavin Snyder. Bye.